If the Blue Jackets miss out on Macklin Celebrini, is Caden Lindstrom the next best option? We're talking to Tony Ferrari about that on today's Locked On Blue Jackets. Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Blue Jackets, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly about your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every single day. Lockdown Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube and on SiriusXM. I also have to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more because right now new customers are going to get $200 in bonus bets if your best bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. So, uh, like I said at the top of the show, we've got another prospect profile for you today. Uh, I talked to Tony Ferrari of the Hockey News and uh, noted very smart draft analyst about Caden Lindstrom, who is a player that is getting a lot of attention right now and might be the second best center in the draft behind Macklin Celebrini. Uh, talking about if he could fit in with the Blue Jackets, what his game is like, how long it could be before he's in the NHL. And uh, how he compares to Adam Fantilli. So we're going to look at all of that with Tony. So I'm just going to get right into my conversation with him. The Blue Jackets don't necessarily need another top six center. But I feel like there's, it's something that you can't really have enough of in today's NHL. And there's a name that, you know, once, once Celebrini is out of the picture, there's a name that just keeps on coming up. And that's Caden Lindstrom. And I would like to know more about this guy. So uh, I got one of my very favorite prospect experts, uh, Tony Ferrari, to come and talk all about Caden Lindstrom. Because, uh, like I said, I keep hearing his name and I keep hearing it more and more. And uh, I am intrigued. So I guess let's let's start off, Tony, with what kind of player is Caden Lindstrom? Well, I think anyone that's ever read my draft work in the past knows I'm not a guy that loves the big guys just because they're big but when you're big you have functional physicality and you have all the skill and skating in the world the way Caden Lindstrom does oh boy do I love a player like that this kid really is he's probably my favorite prospect to watch in the draft I actually just finished up an interview with him earlier today uh this kid is smart he understands the game he knows where the weaknesses in his game are and areas of improvement and he also knows that he just has some physical tools that simply outmatch the level of competition he currently has. And, and as he grows and matures, will probably outmatch a lot of NHLers as he gets to that level too. Since six foot four, 215 pounds, a big kid, plays center, has a great shot, has some great playmaking ability, and really, really has just grown exponentially from the start of the season. Yeah, everyone that I've talked to has been like, this kid is the real deal. Um, so what, like... What makes him stand out among a class of, I feel like this year is kind of the defenseman class in a way that last year wasn't. I feel like there's not a ton of high-end centers in this draft. What makes Lindstrom kind of stand out? Well, I think it's the combination of strength, skill, and speed that he has. Uh, like I said, he's six foot four, 215 pounds. He's got the this, this strength to lean into a defender, simply hold them off and get a shot off. Um, he's got the speed to beat them in puck races. He's willing to throw some hits. 
there's so many things that you like to see from a player his size. And then on top of that, he can deke and dangle you in, in, tra- in, in open space. He's got a great shot, one of the better shots in this draft class, if I'm, if I'm being completely honest. Um, and he still has a really good playmaking ability. I think that's the, the thing that he doesn't get enough credit for. As I was going over some tape with him earlier, we were looking at some of his playmaking and just the ability to kind of create space with his reach, understanding how to stop up and use this, the edge work and and whatnot in his game. It really kind of separates him, in my opinion. The, a lot of times you get a bigger guy who's a really good straight line skater, but he doesn't have the agility or the, the edge work to stop and cut and, and move on a dime the way the guy like Caden Lindstrom does. So I think all of the raw physical tools that he has really sets him apart from just about anyone in this draft class. And, and in my opinion, kind of brings him into that tier right behind Celebrini. That uh, that brings up kind of my my next point here, which is um, the Blue Jackets are, as of the time of recording this, I think sitting fourth on on Tankathon for for draft picks. Is Lindstrom a player that you kind of a would expect to be there for the Blue Jackets, and b is he a player that you could see them picking up? I think he could be a guy that they'll pick up for sure if he's there. Um, a one-two punch down the middle of him and Adam Fantilli would be absolutely fantastic. It would give, in my opinion, the Blue Jackets probably the best one-two punch down the middle they've ever had um, in three or four years when these guys are fully developed and, and kind of hitting the peaks of their careers. And it gives them a guy who, like Fantilli, has playmaking, has shooting ability, can kind of play with just about any teammates and elevate their play as well. I think that's the thing I really like about Caden Lindstrom, a lot like I liked Adam Fantilli last year. It's not just that he's very good and he creates plays for himself. It's that he's creating plays for other guys around him. He's opening space. The things that he does by skating through the slot and lifting sticks of defenders just to disrupt play and open up a passing lane or open up a shooting lane. He's really good at drawing attention. Um, I I talk about Celebrini in this draft class that he's a gravitational guy. When he skates, everyone kind of gravitates over towards him. And Caden Lindstrom's become that in the WHL this year. And I think that's a really important factor when you're looking at a guy that will probably play in the top six as a center because you want him to be able to pull guys towards him, draw the attention, and then open up guys on the wings for for them to excel at what they're strong at. So I think Caden Lindstrom is definitely a guy that, that the Blue Jackets should look at if they're in that range, if he's available. With that said... Would I be shocked if he's gone second overall? Not really. But there's also a chance. I mean, we look at the consolidated rankings. He's at nine right now. Elite Prospects has him at four. He's number three on my board right now. Um, the lowest ranking I see on some things is, is right around 10, 15. Um, earlier rankings from early in the year have him in the 20s. So there's a chance that he, he is there at four, five, six. And if he is, I think in my opinion, you jump at, at drafting a kid like this. Gonna get back to my conversation with Tony in just a second, but first I want to tell you about Indeed because we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. They are your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. You don't have to ditch. You don't have to do the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And they don't just help you hire faster. They deliver the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. According to uh, a recent Indeed survey, 93% of employers agree. I love Indeed. Uh, I've been lucky enough not to have to look for a job for a little while now. But when I am job hunting, Indeed is the place I go. So join more than 300 
join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Listeners to the show are going to get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your job with more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now. Support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash locked on. Term and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Yeah, I feel like with, when you talk about kind of his his gravitational pull, I saw something really interesting on Twitter uh, earlier today talking about off-puck assists. Mm-hmm. And the Blue Jackets, I feel like this might just be because they're so horrible to watch this year. But I feel like you, you, I'm not seeing a lot of good play off the puck. And I feel like Caden Lindstrom, from what you've described, is the perfect kind of player to get those kind of what they call off-puck assists. Does that would, would, would that describe his game, do you think? Yeah, I think when you watch Adam Fantilli, he kind of draws attention. He pulls guys towards him. He has the ability to kind of lift sticks and and do these little things when he's off the puck and find pockets and and do so many little things that you don't notice unless you're specifically watching him. And I think Caden Lindstrom does that a lot. His stat line's fantastic. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he's got 27 goals in 46 games. Um, or, or sorry, 27 goals in 30, 32 games. This kid can put the puck in the net. He's got really good playmaking. And like you said, those little little things off the puck, the finding a pocket, settling into a space, um, lifting sticks, draw, like pushing a, a defender out of the way of the net to open up a guy to, to charge the, down the slot. There's so many little things that Caden Lindstrom can do. Um, one clip I, I watched with him earlier today is a, a play where he didn't get an assist, he didn't get the goal, but he was mauled by three players on the opposing team trying to remove him from the front of the net. Eventually he does go down off to the side of the net, but that left a three on O on the other side of the net where the, the medicine hat tigers were able to score stuff like that is what kind of makes Kate Lindstrom special and, and gives him an element that no one else in this draft class really has. What do you think his ceiling is? Like we talked a little bit about having him and Fantilli as that potential one, two punch down the middle. Like, is it a kind of a one, a one B situation? Do you see him as having a higher ceiling? Than Fantilli, or is it very much a case of like I, I've, I've always been I've been thinking a lot about like the the Crosby Malkin style duo. Is it kind of is that more what you kind of could see from Lindstrom Fantilli? It would be really interesting because I think Fantilli or Fantilli's ceiling, in my opinion, is extremely high, sky high. I think he probably ends up as the best center in franchise history, and, and I think there's a chance that Caden Lindstrom comes in at number two, um, at least for guys that have been there for a longer time than a season or two. I, I think Caden Lindstrom on a lot of teams, he could be a number one center, a low end guy. Uh, I'm not saying st- stylistically he's the same as a Dylan Larkin, but that level of player, a guy who maybe early in his career, there's some debate whether he's a first or a second line center. Can you win with him as your first line center? If the Blue Jackets draft him, you don't really have to ask that question because you have Fantilli ahead of him. And then you go, man, is he one of the best second line centers in the league? Could he be a first line center on team X or team Y? And I think that's the kind of player that you're getting with Caden Lindstrom, at least if everything works out. There's always a chance that it doesn't all work out. But I, I do have faith that this kid's going to be a very, very high end center at the NHL level. That kind of follows into my next question, which is, is this is his game something that you think could potentially translate to the wing if, you know, it seems silly to talk about the Blue Jackets having too many centers, but from what I've seen this season, it looks like Cole Sillinger has started to take some strides towards being a potential middle six or, or top six center. Um, 
do you think there's a chance that Caden Lindstrom, if he ends up with the Blue Jackets, could you see him transferring to the wing? Or do you think that just kind of squashes his game too much? Uh, I think he could play the wing. I've seen a couple of games over the last couple of years where he has played on the wing. With that said, I I think this guy is the guy that you look at and you're like, yeah, it's a center. I think he, he plays so well in open space. He takes up so much room in the open space. And, and he brings so many elements that you want to see as a center. He's really good defensively down low. He'll go throw a hit behind the net to free up a puck for a defenseman. Uh, there's so many things that he'll do defensively that I think are still growing. And I, I think when I talked to him earlier, that was the thing that he kept harping on is like, I need to get better defensively. I'm watching tape while I'm hurt right now and out of the lineup to improve my defensive game. If I'm in this situation, what play do I need to make? Where do I need to be on the ice? And just having that awareness to develop that defensive end of his game, I I think puts him as a guy that should be a center long-term. Now, with that said, like you said, Cole Sillinger's made a lot of strides this year. I think he's a really good player. If he's your third-line center, you got three scoring lines led by Fantilli, Lindstrom, and then Sillinger on the third line. I I think that's a really good problem to have. And I think it's kind of the situation where – Say, I mean, every team has this um, for the Leafs. Austin Matthews gets hurt. They have guys that can step in and play center. Not so much anymore, though. If they're the Blue Jackets, Caden Lindstrom goes out for two weeks. Adam Fantilli is out because he gets a skate laceration in the back of his leg like he's done recently. Does that mean a guy like Cole Stillinger can fill that role? I think that's where you benefit. And I think that's why, in my opinion, I'd leave Lindstrom at center and you run with three monsters down the middle. Going to finish up my conversation with Tony in just a second. But first, happy Super Bowl Sunday to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing my favorite snacks, uh, placing some great bets. Honestly, the snacks is the most important, but I think with FanDuel, the bet might be even better. They've got so many ways for you to end the season with a W. You don't have to just bet on who's going to win Super Bowl 58. They've got bets for which players are going to score a touchdown, how many points are going to be scored, and so much more. Join today, and you are going to get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just go on. It doesn't have to be football-related. Just pick the heaviest favorite you can find. Bet $5. If they win, you're going to get $200 in bonus bets that you can use on anything you want. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL, and also us, the LockedOn Podcast Network. Yeah, like you said, definitely, oh no, we have too many good centers yeah. is, it's the opposite of a problem in, in Blue Jackets land, considering for the past little while, it feels like we've had one and a half centers total. So <laughs> I'm not, I would not be mad about having an extra center or two um, if if need be. Um, in terms of like Lindstrom's development, his kind of trajectory, is he a guy that you think is NHL ready? Could he step into the lineup like come October? Or do you think he's a guy that they maybe take it a little bit slower with? He goes back to uh, Medicine Hat for a year. Like what What do you think he does next year? I, I think he's probably in Medicine Hat next year. Um, I don't think he's quite on that level of a guy like Van Tilly. Uh, with that said, looking at the Blue Jackets lineup, could he fit into that lineup? Probably. But I think best for his development, he goes back for a year, then comes into the lineup. Let the Blue Jackets figure out what's going on right now. There's a lot of kind of chaos and questions and developmental miscues or whatever you want to call them right now. Um, David Juracek hates his role. Adam Fantilli's playing left wing every other game. Uh, I think they're the third, second or third most line combinations in the NHL right now. 
they need to figure out what's going on there before they really, yeah, before they start to get uh, these younger guys in the lineup. Yeah, for sure. So what do you think is like, what does he have to work on the most? So he he gets drafted this summer. What, like, what is the NHL team that drafts him saying to him? Like, hey, go home for the summer, work on this, come back for rookie camp or training camp or whatever. And let's see how you're doing. Like, what is his biggest kind of, not weakness necessarily, but like, what do, what does he need to focus on to take that step towards being a more NHL ready player? I, I think obviously working on his defensive game, like I said, he seems aware of that at the moment. Uh, just continuing to become more consistent on that end of the ice. And then I think just becoming a bit more of a playmaker. He, he shows a lot of really flashes, really high end flashes, but it's not there consistently as of yet. I think that's maybe the area that, that he could improve from most. But I think that just comes from the the roster construction on Medicine Hat right now. He's asked to do a lot of the goal scoring. So he's obviously got that element. Can he bring that that playmaking element to the table a little bit more consistently? And aside from that, I think you have a really good player. We're just working consistency like any young player has to do. Yeah, I think a lot of people look at these young players and they're like, well, they have to improve their skating. They have to do this. They have to do that. And I'm like, this feels like a lot of things that will just kind of improve with time. Um, like I was talking to uh, Sebastian High of um, Double Prospect about Michael Brian Zagnigard, and I was like, "What does he have to do to get better?" And he was like, "Well, just keep doing what he's doing, but doing over and over and over and over." And yeah. I think that's getting reps in. I think is probably the most important thing for these young players. Um, but you mentioned earlier that you wouldn't be surprised if Lindstrom goes second overall. He could drop to you know potentially tenth overall. It feels like the the field after after Celebrini. It feels like the field is wide open from like two to ten. Like, is that kind of what you're seeing in terms of there's a player that could go second or there's a player that could go tenth, and you wouldn't be surprised at either of those, either of those landing places. Yeah, it really is kind of a weird draft this year where there's a lot of guys that can kind of go everywhere. That's why I'm looking at guys like Lidstrom as the guys that are rising like crazy throughout the year. Like I said. Early in the year, you look at some of the older rankings that are listed on Elite Prospects, and they're at he's at 25, he's at 21. Now that some of the more recent rankings are coming out, he's at five, six, four, three. Um, does he keep rising? Like NHL teams love a six foot four, 215-pound center. They absolutely love them. When they score goals the way Caden Lindstrom does in a variety of ways, whether it's off the backhand, off the rush, uh one-timers on the power play, different things, battling in front, uh, just ripping it off off the rush on his forehand. He can score goals in a variety of ways. You're not worried about him being a one-dimensional player. So I think NHL teams are starting to salivate over a kid like this. I think he maybe starts to solidify himself as we get to the second half of the year, especially after he returns from injury uh, within the next couple of weeks and really becomes that number two guy in this draft class. I don't think we get to that that point where we're debating, is it Mac, uh, Macklin Celebrini or Lidstrom or whoever else that does end up being that second overall guy. But I think we start to see Lidstrom kind of solidify himself in that two, three range. Yeah, it feels like he's almost kind of on a, an almost a Will Smith type trajectory of he just kind yeah. of seems to keep on climbing up and up and up and you know there was conversations that the blue jackets were going to take him third overall if fantilli wasn't available and it feels like lindstrom is maybe going to do the same thing of just kind of sneaking into everyone's rankings without ever without anyone ever kind of really realizing it um let's let's finish up uh if the blue jackets so i know we talked about this a little bit 
already, but the Blue Jackets currently picking fourth overall. If they called you up and were like, hey, who should we take? Assuming that Celebrini is is gone at number one. Um, who do you, who's on your board at four? Would you would you expect the Blue Jackets to take him? On my board at four right now is uh, Ivan Demidov. Uh, with that said, Caden Lindstrom's ahead of him. He's number three on my board right now. Um, and he's kind of in a tier with Berkeley Catton, Caden Lindstrom, and Ivan Demidov. So if any of those three guys are on the board at number four, I think that's the guy I'd take. If I'm being forced to pick between the three right now, I probably do go with Caden Lindstrom because I like the diversity of his game. I like the ability for him to kind of do a little bit of everything. And the fact that there is just this enticing kind of mindset that I have of what if he does continue to develop the defensive game like we've seen so far? What if there's another step or two there? What if there's another step or two as a goal scorer? This kid's so physically talented that there's just this intriguing upside that you don't see with many other guys in this draft. A, a Demidov maybe has it just because of the flashy skill and high-end ability that he has. But man, there's so many tools that Caden Lindstrom has that I probably have him two or three right now. And if he's there at four and Blue Jackets are up, that's the guy I'm telling them to take. Yeah. It's fun. I, uh, I've i asked this question to every prospect expert that I've kind of talked to so far. And this is, I think, the third different answer out of <laughs> the three guys that I've asked. So uh, it's going to be it's gonna be fun as we get closer and closer to the draft and the draft position to kind of start to solidify to see what these mock drafts are going to shake out like. But um, if people want to kind of learn more about Caden Lindstrom, if they want to watch the uh, the game tape with Tony, with with Caden that uh, you recorded earlier today, where can people find you and your work online? Uh, well, all my written works at the Hockey News, you'll be able to find a bunch of stuff there, including a sour ranking where I look at the worst teams in the NHL and where they kind of stand in the odds of winning first overall pick. Uh, spoiler alert, the Blue Jackets are quite high, and that'll be coming out tomorrow or this week sometime. So check that out. As for the game tape with Tony, which will be kicking off with the episode with Caden Lindstrom, check that out on Elite Prospects YouTube page and on the website and everything like that as well. Uh, follow me on Twitter at the hockey at, at the Tony Ferrari, and uh, you'll see all my work there. And I uh, always ha- down for a conversation about the draft. And that's all I've got for you today. Uh, tomorrow we are going to be previewing the game on Saturday against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning because the Blue Jackets have a game. Finally, it's been a million years. We're going to talk about that game on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Blue Jackets. Uh, Thank you for listening to this episode, making us your first listen of the day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube or on SiriusXM. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the show at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. Uh, If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. Thank you for listening once again. Thank you for uh, making us your first listen. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.